Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. I have to say, oh wow, this is a better response than Ilkeston. I'm going to come here again, is that all right? And uh, absolutely fantastic. It's good to see lots of people who I do know and also some people who I don't know. And uh, that's always a good sign in the life of the church. And God is really helping us and will continue to help us in Arena Church. And uh, we're believing and we're reaching for the immeasurably more. And uh, I was really uh, impacted by just the the spirit of worship that just began to arise. Because I I just know that there's there's struggles and challenges that you and I are facing. And uh, it's good to remind ourselves, isn't it? What a beautiful, powerful, precious name it is. The name of Jesus. And it said that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. And it's not just rhetoric and hype. Actually, those songs are are there not to hype you up, but to hope you up. For you to have a hope in your heart that you can carry into this afternoon and into tomorrow, knowing that God is with you. Can I hear an amen? Now, I preach much better when you smile at me and when you interact with me. Is that okay? So just tap the neighbor next to you and say, we're in for a cracker. A couple of things to say just before I I get into it. Um, We're obviously, uh, for those who've who've, who've gone into this, we're in a 21 days of prayer and fasting and uh, whatever that looks like for you. And just let me encourage you to keep walking into that. You know, it it can be quite challenging. Uh, It could like, uh, everything begins to break out. Wars begin to break out. But, you know, listen, just go, go with it. God is with you. This is where the breakthrough comes, the prayer and the fasting. So I want to encourage you into that. And if some people want to know more, what are we, on earth are we talking about? Again, at the Resource Hub, there's, there's something that we have which is called Pray First. And it's a booklet that we've put together. And there's some information around prayer and fasting. And um, I'd love for you to be able to take one of those for free. And so please avail yourself of that in the, in the bar area. You'll see the guys standing there in the black t-shirts and they'll and they'll help you. Second thing's just to say is, Caroline sends her apologies, my wife, and um, we, we, we had an agreement with, with some of the guys that my son plays, as some of you know, plays uh, basketball, national basketball, and it's just really unfortunate. There's two or three Sunday matches that have just come. Please don't get shocked with me, um, because, you know, that is, you know, Caroline's not in, not in church with Isaac, and we've taken him to a basketball match, but part of his dream and we keep saying to him if you seek God first then who knows what can happen but we want to just encourage him in that but she said to me as I was out the door tell this person 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 so I said Caroline I'm not telling anybody any of them I'm telling them all she loves you she 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 misses you and uh, she's delighted by all the good things that are happening is that okay can you send your love back to her so I've done my bit I will be a dutiful husband, Paul, and I will be in the good books. Who knows, I might get a nice lunch, hip hip. All right. Great, we're in a series called Don't Forget. And uh, I just want to point your attention for a moment. We're going to race through some Bible verses uh, today. And when I say race, not because I don't want them to be meaningful, but I've got a lot that I want to get through and a lot that I want to say. And if I can say this, Josh, Paul, I was really excited about preparing this message. 
When I prepare, some messages I prepare and I'm like thinking, oh Lord Jesus, this is tough. It's really dug very deep. But this message, I was like, I said to live dinner in the office, I said, I'm really excited about this message. Uh, so I, I feel like I, I want to share something to you. So I'm going to get to it. Is that okay? So in Matthew and chapter 7, we see Jesus talking about wise and foolish builders. And some of you may know if you've been in church a while or those if you're new trying to figure things out. It's still a well-known story. Jesus tells a parable of this builder that builds on uh, rock and also builds on sand. And Jesus says this in Matthew 7 verse 24 to 25. These words that I speak to you, they're not incidental additions to your life. They're homeowner improvements to your standard of living. No, they are foundational words to build a life on. Just get those last few words. They're foundational words to build a life on. And over the next few weeks, Josh, last week, me today, and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about things that we don't want you to forget. We don't want you to forget. And why are we talking about this? Because it's easy to forget. I came out this morning, I went like this. Wallet, okay, great. Phone, okay. Flies, yeah, they're all right. Uh, Nose is clean, yeah. No hairs hanging out, men. You know what I'm talking about. You get to a certain age and you're having to get the nose clean. You know, all those kinds of things. Shoes polished. Made sure everything, because I was always told that polished shoes are very, very important. It was nice to see Josh with shiny military style boots as well on this morning great I I wanted to make sure I didn't forget these things now today I want to talk to you about how we mustn't forget worship don't forget worship now the point of this is why we need to talk about it is because actually we can easily forget the wonders of God And I could take you back to Genesis, which I'm not about to do. God did amazing things, guys, didn't he? Give me a wave if you know what I'm talking about. He separated seas to get them into land. He overcame giants. He overcame wonderful things. He did great miracles amongst them. And what was he saying to them all the time? It's like God was in heaven tearing his hair out and saying, these people keep forgetting me. They keep forgetting me. Now, Let's bring that to right up to date. Say, oh, I'm not like that. Okay. Uh, anybody read the story of, I'm jumping ahead of the 115 million, was it, quid lottery win? Yeah. I don't do the lottery. But I tell you, when I heard that story for a half an hour, I was worshipping. I was thinking all the good that I could do with that 115 million. And I was also thinking all the stuff that could buy, I'm just being honest with you, with that 115 million. In that half an hour, I was worshipping. And I wasn't worshipping God. I was worshipping something that just got my attention in that moment. And it's dead easy for us to get our eyes and to forget the wonders that he has done. Listen, if he never does another thing for us, he's done enough. We heard it, he's paid the price, he's done enough. Now let me tell you, he will continue to do wonders for us because he's a God who is faithful. My Bible says God is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. He wants to pour out blessing upon your life. Oh guys, you have no idea, I can look in your eyes, you have no idea what God has got prepared for you. You have no idea what God wants to bless you with. No idea. But we must make sure that our eyes and our hearts are focused upon worship. 
to God. So let's not forget, this is what it says in, in uh, Exodus, Exodus in chapter 20. Because the first thing I want to say is this, in our worship, I believe it needs to be part of our surrender. Worship as part of our surrender. There's three things I want to particularly talk into. Because in Exodus in chapter 20, I'm going to read these verses, and you'll know them because you taught, you will learn them at school or Sunday school. And it says, I, and God spoke all these words. It's the Ten Commandments. I'm just going to read the first two or three verses. It says, I am the Lord your God. Here's the wonders, and I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of a land of slavery. You weren't slaves. You weren't in control of your own lives. And then he says, and you shall have no other gods. I don't like the NIV, just by the way, in this. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. I don't like that. That, that word is in A. It's, it's a bad word. It actually means beside me. You know, it, 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 you know, it, we, it needs to be the, 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 the sole heart of our lives. Do you, do you understand? You shall have no other gods but me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth below or in the waters below. Verse 5, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, I'm, I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous, jealous God. We'll stop there. We see here clearly that God in the Old Testament is saying to the people, listen, you keep forgetting what I've done. And I want you to surrender your life in worship to me. I don't want you to keep building idols and bowing down to them and worshipping them. I don't want you to keep taking things to the high places and bowing your hearts to, towards them. I, I, I want to be, be your God. You sh- don't have any other gods but me. Don't bow down to anything but me. But I've heard people say, well, that's great, but that's all Old Testament. And of course, we live in the New Testament. So let's read, shall we, what Jesus says in Matthew 22 and verse 36, because he was asked this question. The legal people, religious legal people were trying to trick him up. And they said to him, teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God. Listen to me carefully. Love the Lord your God. With what? With, let's, let's say it together, with all. With whole, all your heart, with all your soul, with, with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. This is the point in the Old Testament and Jesus now representing it in the New. He's addressing the heart of worship and he's working from a position of surrender because whatever occupies and consumes your thoughts, your images, your dreams, your words, and your works, you're actually worshipping. You're actually worshipping. So, it could be a lottery win. It could be a car. could be a girl. could be a house. could be a career. could be a business. could be a ministry. It's interesting, in the ministry, meeting with a lot of pastors... We have to be very careful that our hearts don't become all about ministry in the church and we lose sight of Jesus. I was encouraging a pastor yesterday. We just had lunch with him. I said, and he was just starting off with a new journey. And I said to him, my greatest advice that I can give to you is this. Just make much of Jesus. Preach Jesus. You can't go wrong. If you keep preaching Jesus, 
He gravitates towards people who talk about him, who love him, who worship him, who surrender their hearts to him. But the problem is we get caught off guard and get involved in other things. Let's just really establish this point, shall we, before we move on to the, ne- to the next one. Are you still with me? Because yeah. 2 Timothy 3 verse 2, just look at the screen. It says this, people will be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. They'll be boastful. They'll be proud. They'll be abusive. They'll be disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful. They'll be unholy. They'll be without love. They'll be unforgiving. They'll be slanderous, without self-control, not lovers of the good. Let's just move to the next verse. Yeah, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. So we see it moves on that the great apostle Paul talking to his young son in the faith, Timothy, and he's saying, listen, this is what's happened. People's worship get involved in other things and they become lovers of themselves. Narcissism. I'm just going to throw this out. And if you do it, that's fine. But I'm just asking you to do it with a word of caution. You know, we have the selfie culture. Lovers of themselves. Secondly, lovers of money. Never, never enough. Always wanting more. And thirdly, lovers of pleasure. I'm very aware of Mansfield because I come from here. There was a next door, and why not, used to be called Orson Jockey. Anybody remember it? Oh, yeah. Oh, there were some entertaining times behind the back of the Orson Jockey, which I can't possibly comment on when I was a kid trying to get into pubs and, you know, not really serving the Lord. One foot, one foot. You remember the story? There's a, there was a club called Valentino's. It's no longer around, is it? Anybody remember it? Okay. Oh, we have a few people who've been redeemed. <laughs> Lovers of pleasure. Lovers of pleasure. Hedonism. Again, I'm not wanting to have a bash of the TV programs, but I don't want to know what people are doing in Ibiza. I don't want to know what people are doing on Love Island. It doesn't look like a Love Island to me. It's just lovers of pleasure, lovers of themselves, lovers of money. And we become to worship those things. Just hear me. Don't all switch off from me. Are you still with me? To become lovers of those things. Listen, God is saying to us, Jesus is coming to us through my voice and he's saying, please, will you worship me in your surrender? I want everything from you. I want your whole heart. I want to be first, front and central. God first. We did a series many, many years ago. God first. Secondly, worshipping our service. Not just in our surrender, but worshipping our service. Work becomes worship when you dedicate it to God. And you perform it with an an awareness of his presence. Listen to me. Everybody who's put a t-shirt on. Everybody who's been on the car park. Everybody who's hoovered. Everybody who's served. Everybody who's sang. Everybody who's in kids church. Everybody who does stuff during the week. Small groups. Listen to me. That is not just work. That is worship. 
Are you hearing me? That is what, that's why we want to encourage everybody to engage and get involved in the life of Arena Church. If you're not presently in God, engaged and you're on a journey and you could say, this is my church, we want to engage it quickly, not because we want things done, but because it's good for our soul. And actually, work is worship to God. It says in Romans in chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, from the message. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering, as worship. All the everyday stuff that we do. Place it before God. Our sleeping, our eating, our walking, our working. Bring it before God. Because There is worship in our service. Let me go one step further. Anybody here work for someone? Just raise your hand. If you work for someone, come on, just raise your hand. Great. Well, let me encourage you in these verses. They've always stuck in my mind. These have always kept me very centered because my my ability to be distracted and wander off and to try and cut corners is very, very real. I'm just being honest with you. But in Colossians 3 verse 22... He says this, slaves or workers, you must always obey your earthly masters. Try to please them at all times. And not just when you think they are watching you. (laughs) I've seen a lot of people who, when the boss is coming, they're up and the shovel's in the hand. And, you know, hive of activity. And he's going, hey, go and put the kettle on again, lads. We're all in there, yeah. Hey, let's party. But God is saying, listen, when you're working, this, you know, you're working as though the, your earth, it's, it's like me. You're working for God. Yeah. And then he says, honor the Lord and serve your masters with your whole heart. Yeah. Do your work willingly as though you were serving the Lord himself and not just your earthly master. I am so pleased. The people who I know in Arena Church, I honestly say, say I don't believe you like this at all. You, you, bring your, you bring your workers' worship. You have been diligent. People have served this house wonderfully, faithfully. I, honestly, I just love you guys. I'm just encouraging us in every part of our life, not just here, but in our workplaces. You know, do everything as unto the Lord, your work, your serving, and not just when their eye is on you. This makes me clean my car. This makes me keep my car clean. This doesn't allow me to just walk along in the buildings that I see. And when I see rubbish, I have to pick it up. Honestly, it's just, if I haven't, it's because my, I'm distracted. But honestly, if I see it, I can't help myself. It's not I'm trying to score points. But I just am aware that I want to please God in my work. And it kept me very, very centered with my work. Like I said, with people when I work for somebody. Because when I was tempted to think, that guy's a real jerk. And he's just giving me a real air bashing. And I did nothing wrong. I'll show him. These verses, I remember them as a lad. When you're working for him, it's like it's for me. Yeah. Oh, really, God? You know, it's a wrestle. Yeah, really? Okay. I'm going to do my best. So I'm going to cock in on time and I'm going to leave when I should. And I'm going to give a full, full um, work, day of work. Because I recognize that my worship is connected to my work. 
Let me just finish with this. We should be the best employees. Honest, true, diligent, conscientious, energetic. Not lazy, not cutting corners, not always sick, not always time off. I understand we have sickness and we have difficulties and there's challenges and they come to all of us. I understand that. But you understand the spirit of what I'm saying. Let's be the best. It's worship in our service. Worship in our surrender. But in the last few minutes that I've got to you, this is where I want to really get to because now you may say, well, none of those things you've touched on singing. You've not done anything on singing. No, because it's not just about the singing. Have you heard Phil say, our teaching pastor, when people have said, oh, the worship could have just gone on. And he says, it always goes on because it goes on when we leave these places because this is how we live our lives of worship to God in our surrender and in our work. But you can't get away from it. The, the worship in song. The worship in song. And, and actually I put a word in there. In passionate song. Nudge the neighbor next to you and say, passion. I want to break out into a Drake song, okay? But I won't, all right? Um, but, you know, passion. Worshiping passionate song. I, I believe that when we got to the fourth song this morning and we lifted up, there was a passion that was beginning to arise from the people of God and we couldn't help ourselves. Was it the loudest? Was it the greatest strong? No, but from our hearts, we passionately went for it. And even if you have not got the best of voices, the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I actually don't give a rip. My kids make fun of me that if I don't know the songs, I just make them up. The words, I just make them up. I'm not bothered. And my eyes are shut. I'll just hum it. I'll do whatever because I want to make a noise. And if you're uh, put off by that, please don't be. I just want to worship God with everything in passionate, in passionate song. And this is how, how we express our worship. This is how we are to live our lives in worship, in song and adoration to Him. And how do we do that? Well, I think there's the roar of worship. It's going to come on here. And the roar of worship. This is really important. I'm going to to develop a series around this. I was really impacted by it. The roar worship and the, everybody do it to you. No, there's no, I want a bit more grunt. Of worship. We have some passionate Mansfield Town football fans in the house. Any, any Mansfield fans in the house? Listen, they lost yesterday, 19 minutes. They got a goal against them. They're still fitting, sitting fifth. But on the terrace, Paul and Liz would have been there and others. There was the raw worship and the raw of worship. I don't know what the attendance was. Four and a half thousand people worship. Now, hear me out here. Please don't get all when I'm using the worship. There's just that. You got it. The raw worship and the raw of worship. I took our Isaac to Anfield. He was a bit disappointing, actually, because we'd missed the you'll never walk alone. Anybody? Raise your hand if you've ever seen Liverpool. Uh, not even if you're a fan. They sing that. And you walk through a storm. Hold your hands up. And I'm there. I'm, I'm like, and, it's, and they're there, the raw 
worship and the roar of worship to God. That's for a football team. How much more? Raw worship for God. I'm not throwing your scarf down there. I'm placing it gently. But raw worship to Jesus. And the raw, the raw of worship to God. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. The raw. And we're not hyping. So, you know, when we come here in in the morning, yeah, I fully expect whatever's happening. Let's bring the raw and the raw. Anybody with me this morning? We just, we just go for it. I don't care what Joy's thinking of me. That guy's a bit passionate this morning. I'm not bothered. And Barry's looking, what's he on? No, we're just worshipping God. Our God who deserves our praise, who deserves our honour, who deserves our glory. Can I, is anybody with me this morning? The roar of praises to God. This is worshipping passionate song. You know, in the Old Testament, it was the patriarchs and the kings of old who introduced public singing and worship to God. Again, they couldn't help themselves, guys. They couldn't help themselves when God parted the sea and they went through it. They couldn't help but what first do? Sing a song of worship to God. And then we see in the New Testament that Paul encourages us, just if you're taking notes, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, he says, sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight. He's just saying, guys, this is the common rules for worship to God. And if I can say, now moving to the 21st century, here today, arena, if you're finding your feet, what are we about? Arena as a culture of praise and passion to God. I once had some many, many years ago, great people, I've had it a couple of times, said to me, we really like the word. And we, we like the kids program and we just like your honest, authentic, but can you just tone the drummers down? It wasn't, you weren't playing actually. Can you just, it's always the drummers. The drummers get in all, kind, all kinds of, can you tone the drums down or the electric guitars? And I just said to this person, lovely family, I said, I can't. Now, we want to get the balances right. Please, some of you, I know you say, really, we'd like it down a bit. We're just working on the levels. We're going to get sound systems. The guys do an amazing job, don't they, at the back? Doing the very best with limited resource and equipment. But the point that I want to make is no. Because that's just, we can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves bring praise and worship and honor to God. He's worthy of praise. And so what they wanted me to do was just sit there and do nothing. I can't. And actually, I encouraged them to go to another church, find another church. And they're very settled and happy there. What I'm trying to say is we have a culture of praise and worship to God. There's some people in our Ilkeston campus, they actually have headphones on. Not because it's too loud, they really can't cope with it. And and, and, and I've said to to, to these people, please don't leave. They said, oh no, we're not going to leave. I said, please don't leave because you bring so much to the church. We want you here. 
But they do, were willing to do that because they understand that we want to create a culture that is more vibrant, relevant, that people will come in and they know that we love them. So if you're in, uh, get it, getting on in age, we welcome you. We want you to still keep coming. We keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. But equally, we want to create an environment which is uh, full of life and youthfulness because we want you guys to keep coming, keep coming. And we want more young people and more young families and more older people to come. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Oh, there's the roar and the roar of worship to God. Psalm 100, verse 2 and verse 4 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So if we have a culture of worshiping song I've already touched on it a little bit then we need to keep our hearts open to the new thing that God is wanting to do just three very quick things because I think it's really important that we keep raising the praise in this campus I'll say it again we raise the praise and it's exuberant exuberant it's raw and it's the roar of worship now my kids are into something called hip-hop. I didn't say a new hip and a drink of pop. <laughs> Just to be clear, I said hip-hop. Now, I've got an eclectic playlist on my Spotify. I've got... Be quiet, Josh. Okay. I've got, I've got, I've got Sinatra. Any Sinatra fans here? I like a bit of Sinatra, a bit of jazz. Anybody like you two here? Jonathan loves you too. Okay, I love you too. Simple Minds. Anybody remember? Don't you forget about me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, into, I'm, I'm just there. I'm, love it. But they're into this hip hop. They're into Drake and they're into these rap things and all the rest of it. And I'm just like, really? In the car, do we have to? Anybody else got teenage kids or had teenage Really? Do we have to? Caroline said to me, you're becoming really boring. Me? Boring? This is not right. In, in, you know, in songs that you're listening to, started to really grab me because I thought, you know what? My worship playlist was Darlene Check. Shout to the Lord. The, I, I love Jensen with a bit of saxophone. I love Great, um, great is Thy Faithfulness. I love Amazing Grace hymns. Anybody with me? I thought there'd be a... But there's a new sound. Now, we're not throwing those things out. But listen to me, there's a new sound that God is always at working around the earth. Paul, I want to embrace the new thing. Isaiah 43, see, I am doing a new thing. Can I encourage this campus to just keep entering into the new thing of God? The new thing, even in worship, of what God wants to do. In Psalm 150, it says that we should bring in with uh, um, symbols and lyre and all the rest of it. And then the message tries to update it. But I think we need to praise him with um, DJs. I'm not saying we're going to bring a DJ here. Please don't think I've got a guy on a desk. <laughs> praise him. Praise him with loud drums. Praise him with electric guitars. And then the point is this, let everything that hath breath praise yeah. the Lord. The key to it here is, if you see, you can have a guy on a pipe organ. He has no interest in worship to God. He just wants to play his pipe organ. 
And equally, you can have a guy on a turntable, and all they want to do is just show how good they are on the time. It's not worship. But if you've got a guy on a, on a turntable who's worshiping God, I want to say, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Heard of a church in Holland, 2,000 people, multi-generational, and they lead it off a turntable, worshiping God. I'd like to go and visit that church, see what it's like. Please don't all think I'm going somewhere. I'm I'm not trying to lead you. All I'm saying is, let's embrace the new thing of God. My time's gone, but I want to say two things to you in this worshiping song that's really important. As you praise, you'll get a breakthrough. Acts chapter 16. Listen to this podcast again. I'll just put it out there uh, or take notes. Two guys thrashed, beaten, locked up in chains, did nothing wrong in a prison cell. It was only as they began to praise that a breakthrough came. And there was such a violent earthquake. It shook that cell and their chains became loosed. I believe that we should praise in the dark days. Some of you are having dark days. We're with you pastorally. Paul and Liz gave us just a bit of an update of some things. We appreciate them for doing that. And those who are in small groups, we appreciate you. Dark days, we all have them. When we don't feel like it. But if you want breakthrough, it comes through praise. It comes through praise. It comes through praise. In worship and praise, my spirit is released, it's freed, it's uncluttered. When I put a worship song on, I, something begins to happen. I had New Country coming on in the car as I was just coming. I thought, I don't need New Country on. I don't need Tim McGraw. I need worship. And yes, it was my shout to the Lord. But I just worship God with my whole heart to God. Breakthrough comes. And secondly... I believe that sinners, unchurched people, as, as, as they hear the praises of God, they will come. So praise in the breakthrough, praise in the sinner, quickly. Somebody said this, we are called not to simply to communicate the gospel to unbelievers. We must also intentionally celebrate the gospel before them. <laughs> Let me finish by saying this, the true praises of God draws those in unbelief to the magnificence and reality of a living father we have had people in our services who've wept in worship and they've been in for the very first time and they don't know why because there's something about praise and the sinner it draws people in and it unlocks something in people's hearts we had just a couple of weeks ago a guy in our Ilkeston campus from a very, very broken background, somebody said to me, uh, there, was in the, there was at the back of them, and all he did was weep all the way through the service. Wept, wept, wept. And they said, what should I do? I said, do nothing. God's just at work in them. Yeah. Let him just keep coming, encourage him, and let the praise of God. There's been many, many stories over that time. I believe there's something about praise and the breakthrough and yeah. praise yeah. and the sinner yeah. that God yeah. begins to draw people. We have, an, we have an environment that we can create praise. As the worship guys, you're not just playing your instrument you're drawing something of God here you are in there you're not just sat there you're drawing we bring in heaven to earth and something begins to happen here and something begins to happen out there and they'll come they'll come so in conclusion may our lives personally and in Arena Church Mansfield be marked by worship 
in our surrender and in our service. Listen to me and may we passionately, exuberantly, unapologetically and at times sacrificially praise and worship God because in doing so we know our heart is freed, breakthrough happened and sinners are saved. Don't forget, worship and may we come and adore him. May we come and adore him. I wonder if we could do that in this very moment. Guys, just come onto the platform just where you are.